This podcast is proudly brought to you by your friends from the Rehab Lab SG. Yep. We're talking about the Russian and Ukrainian conflict. You must say that Darren schools us. Yeah, Darren schools us, and uh, <laughs> this is a special request. Not from our listeners, from me. Yeah. <laughs> But disclaimer, disclaimer. I'm not an expert, lah. Ayah, we are all an expert on something after Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All this and more only on today's podcast. Welcome to the show. You're listening to Plan B Podcast. The opinions expressed and shared on this podcast are of our own. Welcome to Plan B. Sg. We are five months into this pandemic. More than 150,000 people have died. Genuinely, this is what the science is showing. And granted, you know, initially early on, there was a bit of confusion as to what you needed, what you didn't. Need. Demanded that he should score for Liverpool. A goal against the enemy. Virgil Van Dijk. Welcome to Blambi.sg, I'm Zaris Mayo And I'm Darren Ma And I am Rama Eyes on Russia and Ukraine oh, yeah, tension yeah, it's, going on for, it's actually been going on for weeks mm-hmm. An all-time high right now You you are hearing Russian forces stationed right at the border of the yeah, like Ukraine Like 100,000 right? yeah. not, not just men. at the border, I think mm. in uh, in Belarus as well mm. uh, And uh, it's been, I mean it's been going on for, Actually the war has been going on for years It's been okay. years mm-hmm. So like since the Crimean uh, thing, right? The annexation uh, Yeah, it's been going on for, for For eight years, mm-hmm. um, so people there have been living in this kind of state you, you for have a, a long time. You have a special interest with regards to the conflict that's happening right now between Russia and Ukraine. Why? Uh, special interest because I guess, like, I mean, one thing is I I like the language. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and I do have friend like a friend mm-hmm. from Ukraine. I do from have both sides, from Ukraine and Russia. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know people from Russia. I know mm-hmm. people from Ukraine as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, here in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is like a Russian community in Singapore. Yeah. And a Ukrainian... And there is also a Ukrainian community How are they li- coexisting right now in Singapore? Are they at odds with each other? As far as I know, mm. uh, politics is not really a part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they are in Singapore and they are very aware of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, don't don't bring this kind of shit here. They yes. can sit at one table? Of course. Wow. Ooh, really? I mean, like, like when I attended... That's um, interesting. Mm. When I attended Russian class in, mm. in the la- Russian language center, my mm-hmm. yeah. Russian teacher was a Ukrainian. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, many Ukrainians do speak Russian. Mm-hmm. A lot of like post-Soviet uh, countries do speak Russian. Mm-hmm. So that's why even like uh, Kazakhstanis speak Russian. Yeah, Kazakhs yeah, yeah, speak yeah. Russian yeah. Uh, because the infrastructure during the Soviet Union was, I mean, it was in Russian lah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I met with a Kyrgyz before, and, and she told me mm-hmm. how in her home country mm-hmm. everything is in Russian. Like you, even though they're Kyrgyz, mm-hmm. but. And they have their own language. They do have their own language, mm-hmm. and it's completely different from Russian. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in schools, and you know, a lot of things are in Russian because that's the infrastructure that was set up. Uh. And if I were to revisit the messages that I sent you early on, I asked you mm-hmm. specifically to uh, give us an update of what's happening between Ukraine and Russia, right? Yes. Because I have financial interests. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> financial uh, interests. Mm. In you know, in in the cryptocurrency world, a mm. lot um, goes on in that uh, area. Yeah, a lot goes on in the area. Whatever that happens, you know, um, in the future, <clears throat> it will also affect certain investments. And I, yep. I thought, what better way to have someone explain to me and yes. to, to the rest of us mm-hmm. about the conflict Then mm-hmm. Darren, because Darren is uh, someone who yeah. School us. <laughs> no, 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 no. What's okay. happening? So, yeah, so just a disclaimer, okay. I am in, by no means uh-huh. uh, a foreign policy policy expert yeah. or uh-huh. whatever, right? Uh-huh. I just but you I watch Deutsche Welle. Yeah, yes. so, <laughs> and, and you follow true, enough of the news. Yeah. I do, yeah. I do. I follow uh-huh. uh, BBC as well as Deutsche Welle, and like I mean, mm. those are European news. Yes. So of course they have been very 
Slanted, big I guess. On, okay. Okay. I mean, slanted definitely because they're Western, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they have been focusing on this issue a lot mm-hmm. compared to like CNA or Straits Times, for example. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, wh- why the fuck do we care, right? So uh, I'm going to ask the normie questions right. and you're going to answer to the best of your ability. What is Ukraine? Uh, wait, <laughs> hang on. Why are they fighting? Let's yeah, answer yeah. that. Actually, the simplest one. Okay. Why are so, they fighting? The current uh, tensions, I think, uh, like Putin is saying that this is because of NATO. Mm-hmm. So he does not want uh, the Ukraine to slip into NATO. Because slip in. So yeah. Ukraine has a vested interest. They want to be NATO. I mean, they, they are they are a sovereign country, sovereign country, and mm, that yes. is the line that the US and the Western allies are saying as well, which is mm-hmm. that the Ukraine is a sovereign what country. What does NATO stand for? NATO is no like action, a- talk only. <laughs> 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 You got where I was coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't. So there's there's criticism of NATO mm. coming from the angle as well. Yeah, uh-huh. because for example, I think in uh, dude for the longest time when we were kids, they were already saying that sort of shit, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like uh, in in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. uh, the pullout basically was led by the US. Uh-huh. You know, like the the so the front of NATO unity was basically shattered mm-hmm. because the Americans say fuck you, I'm gonna do it my way, and you can I just see. follow suit. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna discuss things with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that sense, NATO is a bit weak. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, to to some people, right? They see that okay, you are you are a fractured alliance anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me take advantage of this. So mm-hmm. in in uh, taking into context what you have mentioned, why has Russia got to be intimidated? The fact yeah. that Ukraine wants to be part of NATO because they won't do anything also. What? Well, yeah. I mean, ultimately, this is about like spheres of intri- uh, spheres of in- influence. Influence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like Russia, I mean. We have to remember, right? The Cold War was actually not that long ago. Mm. Okay. Right? Like the fall of the Soviet Union was not that long ago. Mm. You have people still alive who lived through I see. the Soviet Union. Yeah. True, right? true. It's not like as it is from like 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the wounds are still quite fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, NATO itself, I think, is less than 100 years old. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a relatively recent. Kind so of, NATO uh, was formed after Soviet Union? I believe so. And I think it was in response to. Uh, the, the new world order in that sense. Mm-hmm. And it was a security pact. Like, and of course, mm. that means that. Russia feels threatened by it. Okay. And as as you have ex-Soviet uh, countries who are kind of slowly falling into that influence uh-huh. uh, of the West, uh-huh. of course, it's going to see it Sorry. as like a national threat. Threatened threat. by what? Russia? They have missiles. I mean, they, they, they have uh, armies and installations. They have mm. abilities that were built in or built as a part of the Soviet movement last time, is it? Uh, I mean, they have cap- they have military capability lah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you know. I mean, of course, we don't have like a Russian neighbor in that sense, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Malaysia and Indonesia don't exactly treat us this way. Mm-hmm. But if let's say they started waving their guns around us, I started see. moving things mm. a bit south or a bit north. I mean, mm. we were gonna get a bit worried lah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of I think where Putin is coming from. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, the thing is, in the new world order, mm. you, the Ukraine is a Soviet. I mean, it's, it's a sovereign country, mm-hmm. and that is what the US is saying that it it is it has its own right to decide where it wants to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It cannot, uh, in that sense, because Putin's demand, the biggest demand that he's having right now mm-hmm. is that he wants a guarantee that Ukraine will never, never, join NATO. never. Wow. Also, oh, so, that that is the basis of this. Yeah, that is his uh, hard, bottom line, lah. Basically, that's a strong demand, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like the the French president tries uh, speaking with him, mm-hmm. the German chancellor tries speaking with him, and everything, but like it's not really working because he. I mean, this is something that is quite hard line for them, like. So mm. who is uh, supporting Ukraine right now, and who is pro Russia in terms of their actions? I know the US have 
you know, given several harsh comments. Yeah, I mean, like, it's quite clear split. I mean, the split is like West and East line. Mm. Right? So uh-huh. China is with the, Russia the, in this? Uh, oh, I'm not sure about China, actually. Mm. This is this has been a lot like European stuff. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not sure how exactly China fits into it. I'm sure it does, but I'm, I'm just not very aware of that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I do know that there's been a lot of criticism uh, on the German side because German Germany has like very close economic ties with Russia. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah? yeah, because I mean, a lot of their energy uh-huh. comes from Russia. A lot of their gas comes oh. from Russia. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, like Europe gets pretty fucking cold. La, so, yeah. you know, without energy, people will die. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they'll freeze to death. Okay. Um, so, Russia knows this. Mm-hmm. And so, this this thing called Nordcom 2, I think, or Nordstream, I think. Nordcom is beside our building. Nordcom is beside where we <laughs> yeah. are operating right now. Yes. Sorry, and they sorry, have very sorry. good uh, burgers. burgers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no energy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Only burgers. Wrong, wrong, wrong. This one, Nordstream, not I think. Nordstream 2. Uh-huh. It's yeah. like a pipeline that uh, is built between Russia and Germany. I uh-huh. see. Uh, and I mean, they have a lot of vested interests, like Germany. Mm. So they've mm. been quite reluctant, in that sense, to be very forceful against uh, Russia. Russia. Okay. And okay. they've been reluctant to put that on the cards. Oh. It's kind of like our, what's it called? The KL uh, line that we were going to have. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Uh, we, ours drop fell through easier than it did for them, like, basically. I see. So, mm. yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's very tense right now. It's a bit like our water supply. Yeah, I guess you could say something like that. Like, People do see it as like very I think it's more serious than own. the water supply. We room. need water to survive also. They need heat. I know. Maybe it is like... No, I mean, people do go to war over water. It's, mm. it's, okay. Argue. Yeah. I mean, mm. I, I hope we never do, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but these things do happen. So here's the thing. Even if Russia were to invade, invade, that's such yeah. a strong word, yeah. Ukraine, what are you going to do? They're going to like, what? Uh, occupy the Ukrainian capital or just stay there for Probably. a few... So, so... Um, Are they going to destroy infrastructure just mm. to make a point? Uh, but I'm, I'm not very sure about this. There have been like a bit of mixed signals that I've, I've read from mm-hmm. the reports because some mm. do say that like depending on the on the mass of the troops, even though it's a lot, right? Like 100,000 mm. troops is a lot. Of yeah. Yeah. But that is not the kind of numbers that you need to take mm. over uh, a country, right? No, to occupy yeah. a country. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to occupy a place, uh-huh. you need a lot more than that. Mm. So by occupying a country like Ukraine, sovereign right. country, yeah, okay. you mentioned mm. like that, the optics doesn't look good on Russia mm-hmm. as an invader. Yeah. Why are they still doing this? <laughs> I, mean, no, I mean, like, yeah, you, know, yeah, you don't yeah, just legit, fucking go yeah. to another sovereign country and uh, you occupy the chip. Yeah. You're going to look like an asshole. Yeah. Why are they but, still doing it? Yeah. But for them, it's, I mean, it's a matter national of pride national pride uh, security. Really? Mm. Pride yeah. is probably one as well because, mm. I mean, people have said that Putin is 70. Uh-huh. I think mm. he's in his 70. He's Wait, 70? He's 70? Uh, Are you serious? So? I mean, he's old, la, basically. He's old. Dude, Can't be, la, he's bro. He's been in power for a very long time, dude. He looks 50, maybe. He's yeah. Like, maybe he's not, is he 70? Let me check, okay? The Fuck. Age. He's uh. 69 years old, yeah. Really? What yeah. the hell, man? Dude, what the hell is he eating, man? Right. I need to get on that. He's so, on vodka, bro. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure that that's a good choice. Like uh-huh. The, the yeah. life expectancy for men in, in Russia mm. is one of the lowest. Really? Uh, I think, yeah, because of like excessive alcohol mm. consumption. For a long time, ah. it was very, very, very low. So is this an ego trip? Mm. Yeah, so some people say that it might be like a legacy thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like for him, he, he wants to leave that legacy. Mm-hmm. I see. Uh, like others, don't fuck with us kind of thing. In a way, mm. others say that, you know, he is kind of aiming to revive and bring back the the The, Rus- the Soviet the Russian. Union. And in doing yeah, in so, way, how uh-huh. are the people in Russia reacting? Are they pro what he's doing? Or are they more, you know, Oh, rational in a sense. Honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, within Russia itself, it's mm-hmm. probably quite, I mean, split. 
state propaganda is mm-hmm. and national sentiment is very strong especially yeah. because the eastern side of the ukraine mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of russian speakers there mm-hmm. right and and the like this is the contentious part lah some mm-hmm. say that like ethnically they are russian Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course as with any kind of nation state mm-hmm. boundary mm-hmm. it's not always the cleanest mm-hmm. uh, so there's a lot of fighting and, and disagreement over you know what is Russian what is Ukrainian mm-hmm. I mean they, they are historically close right? so here's the question I have like uh, sometimes to understand and to anticipate what will a country do mm-hmm. we just got to look back into history yeah yes. but yeah so exactly mm. this but you have to remember the like ukrainians have a very very strong reaction against this kind of thing because during the soviet union they uh-huh. suffered like crazy uh-huh. how so because of the soviet union like Why, eh? this thing called the holodomor mm. it was a massive famine that was caused because of cent- like soviet union central economy uh-huh. it was it was terrible i think like millions of ukrainians starved to death so oh supplies were cut to U- ukraine there's a reason uh, why the starvation collect- the collective farms i think mm-hmm. uh so basically from what i understand yeah they were the farmers were made to um well, well, do, the ukrainian farmers yeah yeah they were they were forced to produce food okay but send it to, to Russia. oh mm-hmm. okay uh, i mean at that, at that time it was the soviet union so mm-hmm. there's history Oh, of course, there's mm. there's history, and I mean, I remember this because my my Ukrainian friend told me about this, and mm. it's a very fresh memory in their minds. Yeah, uh, mm. let me see and, how and, many. And when you mention this, uh, does that breed some sort of resentment? Of course, within the Ukrainian three point five million yeah. people died. Oh my, three point five! My God, yeah, yeah. stuffed. What's the population of uh, Ukraine now? Uh, now, mm. uh, I don't know Ukraine. Population. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is some serious shit, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, it, it would be this entrenched. Forty-four point one million people. What? what? Forty-four. Forty-four point yeah, one so million. So almost yeah. like maybe two times of Malaysia. Percent, I guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like seven percent of mm-hmm. its population died. I mean, this is back then, lah. I don't mm. know. Uh, so even if UK, eh, sorry, even if uh, Ukraine becomes part of NATO, mm-hmm. what's the big deal? Yeah, I mean, it's like, kind as of a like Singaporean, your enemy, right? At your doorstep, lah. Yeah, but they have other enemies at their doorstep, so. Mm. Like what? Other European countries, no? No. So, so okay. So this is why uh, some people were talking about how um, some analysts were, were referring to what Putin wants as mm-hmm. the Finlandization of uh, the Ukraine. Of, of Ukraine. Yeah. What uh-huh. is the Finlandization? Which is, which is to say that they're yeah. a sovereign country mm-hmm. for domestic policies and everything, mm-hmm. but internationally they are effectively but from entering the western sphere. Oh, so, so Finland is not a not, not European a NATO country member, from what I understand. Oh, mm-hmm. no, wait, I think Finland is not in the EU okay. but not in NATO. Mm-hmm. Uh I think Sweden also was not in NATO. Oh. Uh I mean so these are all the countries that were like ex-Soviet. Mm-hmm. Wait, is Russia in NATO? Of course mm-hmm. not. Russia of course is not in NATO. I see. Russia is so the, they at the opposing want, end. Yeah, so they the don't side. want anyone uh who was previously from there. I mean it's basically it's a matter of like having buffers around you lah mm. in the same way that like you know if we I mean it's hard for us to imagine I guess because we don't have enemies per se yeah, yeah. Yes. or historical enemies mm-hmm. but like I mean imagine Cuba mm-hmm. for the US right it was like a Soviet uh, I mean it was a communist mm. place like right in, mm. the, in the backyard right mm. and that almost led to also disastrous I see. Uh, situation right, with, the, with the missile crisis so mm-hmm. It's that kind of thing, lah. Like you don't want to have your enemies in your backyard. Mm-hmm. So Finland right now is not under NATO, from what I understand. No, Sweden and they as well will never be. Yeah. 
uh, I'm not sure if there's a formal agreement in that sense. Uh-huh. Mm. But I think be- actually I've I've I saw a report saying yeah. how Swedes, for example, now uh-huh. because of what's happening, they're yeah. actually being pushed towards NATO. Are you? So in a way, people are saying that what Putin is doing now is actually mm. a bit counterproductive in that sense because mm. he's actually accelerating the push of some of these countries towards NATO because it's like we can't. I mean, if not, we are, we are, we are gonna have to live under this fear. What that you may one day invade yeah. us as well, mm. just for our, our exercising our sovereign right to decide our, the mm. right of, I mean, the the path of our own country. So, so may, is Singapore part of NATO? I'm pretty sure it's not. Know, like. <laughs> it's the it's the North, North Atlantic something. Right? Uh, is NATO a US proxy? I think uh, that was what you were alluding to just now, right? Mm. When talking and, and about maybe that's the reason Tesla, why yeah. the Russians have a problem with NATO. Mm. Yeah, because I mean. We we live. I mean, we exited the Cold War into a okay lah. Not not really bipolar anymore. Like, mm. But we we do have like a multipolar world order. Mm. Yeah. We have like superpowers and superpowers wannabes mm-hmm. like US, Russia, and China are kind of like yeah. big ones. Mm-hmm. So they all want to exert their own spheres of influence. Yes. America has been doing it for a very long time, mm-hmm. which is why there's also like anti-imperialist movements now mm-hmm. now right now mm. against the US oh, mm-hmm. uh, wow. and there's a lot of Chinese propaganda for example against the US mm-hmm. I know this because I've seen some mm-hmm. and I see some friends who are very into it mm-hmm. um, I'm sure the Russians do as well even though people do say that like the Russian superpower is kind of a declining one mm-hmm. now I know you say you are not an expert mm-hmm. and it's based on what you read and also you watch mm-hmm. on YouTube and online but really interested to know how do you foresee Russia will move their chess piece? Like yes. what is what is the future? Like you think they will attack? Like I, uh, you take into consideration what they did with Crimea and all that, right? You know, I read um, a report that was reposted by mm. uh, Mr. Bilahari. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, he and he wrote about this. I don't think it was he who wrote it, but uh-huh. he he reposted he oh, an okay. article about it. Uh-huh. And they were saying that right now actually they they have kind of passed. The point of return. Oh, uh, yeah, point because, of no return. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they've passed it, lah. Uh-huh. Mm. Basically, because uh, like diplomatic efforts have failed. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, it's it is difficult to pull back now mm. while maintaining face in that sense. Okay. So it's just a matter of time, ah. Right so it's now. quite likely that it will move forward. Wow, it's time to close it. my crypto accounts, man. So I know, I know that like. <laughs> Like a lot of Ukrainians now, actually like, so school kids, for example, are learning about landmines. Mm. They're learning huh? about bombs. They're learning about now? how to take, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, so, um, uh, this is going to be their reality in a few days time. That's what they fear. Like, oh they are God. gearing up. Schools are preparing their children for, mm. you know, when war breaks out, what do you need to do? To oh, my God. MFA issued a uh, warning, yes, yes, warning yes. as well. Singaporeans are asked to leave Yes. As soon as possible. I right? thought it was like the biggest indicator mm-hmm. that shit's gonna happen. Because first, yes. the, the US did it first. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, okay, so this is the other thing like the Ukrainian president is trying to urge for calm. Mm-hmm. He's saying mm-hmm. like, okay, everybody please calm down. Let's not let's not make this a big deal. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um, the, the US first recalled their diplomat um, non-essential stuff. So like the family of diplomats, for example. They oh, uh-huh. oh, this happened? Uh? Yeah, yeah. This, this happened a few days back. Mm. Okay. And then uh, they recalled the now, now they're recalling citizens. Oh. And Biden, I think, issued a statement or warning to say, you know, like, when push comes to shove, we are not going to be able to extract you. Uh, yeah. So, so get out. Yeah, get out when you can. Mm. And I think, so Singapore... Are there still flights through. Ukraine to Singapore? Uh, probably. I mean, that's why you can exit now. But but MFA said, right, that uh, there is no diplomatic mission in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Singapore doesn't have one there. 
So there's no guarantee that MFA can help Singaporeans leave the country if the conflict occurs. Shit. Uh. So, and, and I think in particular because right now the fear is also that even the capital might be under uh, in, mm. in the range, right? Uh-huh. I mean, it used to be that you can still visit these places but just mm. avoid the east. Okay. Uh, but now, if the capital itself is also potentially going to come under siege, then, mm. you know, get the fuck out, basically. Mm. Wow. Oh my God. Eh. But imagine the children. <clears throat> like you have you have volunteers now. Yeah. You know, yeah who yeah. are like old women. I saw some babushkas who were like Seriously? basically gearing how to use guns and everything. Oh my God. My. They, they say like if we die, we will die defending the country. Wow. Oh, it's that mentality. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, like, there's a lot of historic, there's a lot of history, right? Between them mm-hmm. uh, of being colonized in a way, la, mm-hmm. of yeah. being taken over. I mean, there was a time when the Ukrainian language was banned. In the Soviet Union, mm. their books were burned. Their intellectuals wow. were killed. No, but I'm, I just can't understand it. Uh. So even if Russia invades U- Ukraine now, mm. what the hell are they going to do about it? They have a whole big country that they need to sort out. So much mess also that they need I'm, to settle. I, I don't know if it's going to be like a takeover per se. Mm-hmm. In the sense that Ukraine no longer exists and, and it is dissolved or whatever. And it's like assimilated mm. fully into, into the Russian Federation. Uh-huh. I I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen. Okay. But it's probably a show of force to say like, you know, uh-huh. we mean it when we say that you are not going to join NATO. Mm. Will they uh, then, you know, like in the case of, I mean, this must be, this can be quite sensitive, like in the case of, uh, is it Hong Kong or Taiwan, uh. where they um, put in like a leader who's pro-China. So in the case that they invade, they maybe will topple the people in power and then mm. reinstall a new install, one. Yeah, install a new one. Mm-hmm. And I, someone who's probably possibly. like a government who is very pro-Russia. But mm. I read another report that's saying that mm. this actually happened before. Uh-huh. Okay. Like they, they installed a president that was uh, more pro-Russia and then popular mm. uprisings. I think the Maidan uprising mm. basically mm. toppled that. Oh. So I mean, because you can't, you can't, run away from popular sentiment in mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. countries mm-hmm. and especially when there's such deep-rooted history and such yeah. deep-rooted resentment mm-hmm. against this other power, right? I yeah. mean, you can try to install a puppet but it's just not going to fly like, with True. your people. Yeah, man. Mm. They, they are the ones who have to vote that person in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So it's not easy to install that puppet anymore as well. Mm. Yeah, and like, I mean, sometimes revolutions don't care about votes as well. True. Right? So mm. voting True. is one thing but if mm. you're full, truly that unpopular, even if you yeah. win 100% of votes mm-hmm. and people, and there's enough popular uprising, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to go down. Yeah. So the world will be watching Russia and also Ukraine. We'll yes. give you more updates uh, in times to come. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, so again, disclaimer, if I got anything yeah. wrong, please mm-hmm. forgive me. Please tell me and forgive me because I am not an expert. Fool, mm. that's very woke of you yes. to <laughs> request for an apology in advance. Yes. In advance. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're going to be taking a short break. We will return with more news to come with our friends uh, who are sponsoring this program, mm-hmm. the Rehab Lab SG, right after this. We interrupt this program to break this podcast is proudly brought to you by our friends from the Rehab Lab SG. Yep. That's right. You can find them on their IG and that is at the Rehab Lab SG. And uh, if you want to live... Uh, sorry, sorry. It's okay, man. And Take you, your time, Darren. No, and if you want to enjoy your special... Uh, okay, okay. Let's, let's redo this. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's not redo this. This yeah, is part go of for it, brother. We are real. Let's we are do it. We're raw. If we make a mistake, we own it. 
And we restart Yes <laughs> Yes, let's restart yeah. So, um, if you want to move better Live stronger and live pain-free Follow them on their IG At The Rehab Lab SG And enter this promo code That's MOVEFREE M-O-V-E-F-R-E-E mm-hmm. To enjoy a special rate For your movement analysis consultation As well as 30% off Your sports massage Thank you And we are with Our friends from The Rehab Lab SG Fadli mm-hmm. Is in the studio Welcome back Thanks, Ah. Uh. Mm, and yeah. and you have with us a testimonial who has been uh, with you for the longest time already more mm. than 10 sessions mm. with the rehab lab sg but before that i i've seen some listeners already you know you're putting up on insta stories for their sessions and all that what are some of the problems that they are facing man um uh, and what's the generic um complaint uh, yeah what's the general complaint so with regards have, to our listeners they come in with a variety of conditions but mm. more commonly we are seeing a uh, knee pain you know shoulder pain i see uh, things that have been going on for the longest time but not addressed properly mm. so this They're, is what age range about in their 30s or in, in their 30s. 40s so we were looking at the range group of 25 to mm. 35 so yep. this age group so working adults you know yes yes yes, yes. yes. Uh, those working in the office, uh, mm. those living their day to day, we have all these issues, mm-hmm. and you know they haven't been treating it properly for the longest yep. time, and they are quite uh, very surprised. In fact, for the most part, when they see uh, what we do and how we assess their condition, their problem, mm-hmm. so I think that's pretty impressive. You know, yeah. so like me lah. Basically, when I went in, I was like, "This is a problem." You're for in your twenties, Darren. Twenty-five, lah. Correct. What he said. <laughs> I, in fact, I'm I'm past twenty-five. Okay. You don't work in an office, Darren. No, but I'm a working adult, and mm. like I mean, I've had like injuries that I I left untreated for Definitely, decades. Yeah. 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 Anyway, as a student, so you'll be sitting down on the yeah. Yeah, lah. I just That's wanted to yeah. trigger you. Yeah, uh, I so so just wanted to trigger. It's, it's fun to see you worked up, man. <laughs> oh man, like I'm sweating, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because it's too yeah. hot. Yeah. yeah. So That's because you're rushing here. Yeah. So these individuals are coming to the rehab lab, SG for a one one off uh, treatment, or are they coming back recurring? Most of them are coming back because mm. uh, we at the rehab lab, our physios is able to uh, yeah. let them know what's going on, you know, and then yep. from there they understand that these conditions have been uh, going on for the longest time. Yes. Mm. Mm. So after that first initial assessment, so they understand what is wrong, and then we work together with them, we formulate the treatment plan, which they do every day, mm. and subsequently, you know, even within the first week, a lot of them have. Been have been having changes in their uh, movement in their yeah. pain yeah. 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 so I think that's pretty good and it gives us a lot of uh, instant gratification because yes. we know uh, what we do have a big impact on you know on the listeners on, mm. on how they live their lives mm, I think when you mentioned the tag living pain free that yes. is such a strong statement mm-hmm. and I just want to I'm just uh, curious like after how many sessions will you be able to live pain free is it within the first consultation session Or you've got to come for like an another consultation and then it it will be pain free. Certainly. So most of the clients within that first session itself, they are having some difference. So mm. while pain is subjective from individual to individual, there mm-hmm. will be immediately some difference after that session itself mm. because not only mm. we assess, we uh, provide the treatment itself. Mm-hmm. So immediately within that single session. But again, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that your body is free from these restrictions. Yeah. So that is yeah. when we come back, we progress, and then we make sure that the movement is better with true exercises. Yes. Mm. yes. So yes. have you been doing your exercises? Yes, I have. Ah. Uh, and I, in fact, I went back um, last week for mm-hmm. my uh, second week follow up. Oh, you had the second yeah, yeah. week follow up. Uh-huh. And like I could see that there was progression, so mm-hmm. I'm very happy with that. Uh, but of course, because my my condition is quite long, is quite chronic lah. Uh-huh. I, mean, I had mm. an injury many many years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, so. But I can see that there is effect. So I mean, I'm I'm personally quite impressed. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So, so your movement all better already. Better, 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 better. Uh. Like 
uh, I was trembling when I was doing some of the exercises. Oh, really? First yeah. time. Yeah, right? dude. Like, and this is normal stuff. Uh, like, you guys mm. probably can do it, no issue. Because, okay. I mean, you don't have that kind of injury. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was trembling. Uh-huh. And then when I came back, uh, it was noticeably stronger. So, I mean, wow. it's, it's good. Like, I can feel the progress. So, Fantastic. I can imagine when you say you're trembling, you're working on the sedentary muscles that uh, yeah, has yeah. not been worked before. Yeah, the parts that basically I I'm, I mean, I mean, some background. Like, I, had, I had like a hip injury kind of thing. Mm. Uh, 10 years ago or something yeah. uh, that I basically left untreated because mm. I mean I wasn't very active so I was like fucking mm. like, what's the point right mm. uh, but it's coming back to haunt me now oh, so man. Uh, I, like Fali was telling me like, I walk wrong actually oh. uh, yeah, like my, my walk my gait my walking gait is actually completely off uh-huh. because I'm activating all the wrong stuff which mm-hmm. is why my legs tend to hurt a are lot. you serious yeah yeah, yeah. and for wow. no good reason yeah and, and like I, I I never knew because mm-hmm. to me it, I, it became natural what? after so long already I just thought mm-hmm. this was Mm-hmm. The way things are supposed to be, but apparently not. So, is this common? Like, do you see this a lot? And people have gone to see. Yeah, it? correct. Especially in uh, the twenty first century, because a lot of the problem stems from that kind of prolonged sitting, prolonged mm. posture. Mm-hmm. So the muscles tends to get tightened. The muscle tends mm. to get short, and after a prolonged period of time, it becomes deconditioned. And mm. when that happens, you know, when you go about, uh, that's when you have pain. It comes on as pain. Well, you mentioned deconditioned. <laughs> like, how old? Uh, does someone go through deconditioning? Is it like as old as like a four years old, five years old? I can imagine like I'm, I'm walking through like the human uh, body is an amazing thing, right? When you're born and then uh, you're trained to walk and if you, you walk a certain way and you think this is the right way to walk. But in actual fact, you have been inheriting or rather practicing a, a particular style of walk. And then right after you you grow up, uh, with that familiarity, you might not be actually walking properly. So mm. I'm like a parent with two mm, kids. Mm, mm, mm. Now, how do we ensure if it's the right way for them to walk? So I think it depends on what they do, their mm. activities. So some of the kids, you know, we're seeing a lot of kids as well. Yeah. Uh, some of them, they do more things versus another kid who just sits on the phone, plays, mm. uh, you know, laptop yeah, or yeah, whatever true. it is. So these activities is the one that makes the difference between whether you're going to have pain, you're going to walk in a certain way. I see. You're mm. going to have, you know, slouch position or whatever yep. position. Mm. So it depends on the things that you do, how long you are in those kind of positions. Mm. And then again, if you backtrack, uh, you know, when you're a kid, for the most part, you know, we are always up and about, we're running, but as we grow old, that's when we go into the workforce. You yeah. know, we sit a yep, lot. Yep, and then yep. that's when, again, that, those kind of deconditioning occurs. So, that was the case back then. Nowadays, kids are like on iPads, on iPhones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it really depends on what you do on a day-to-day, you know, how you engage, how you how you move. Because mm, the body mm. is designed to move. But yes. when mm. there are some restrictions, uh, problems will occur down the road. Yep. This is just a general question. I mean, since you're an expert in the field, right? You've seen the way kids nowadays live their lives quite sedentary, not playing downstairs, not really playing football, on the iPad. You know, even when you go to restaurants, to keep them quiet, parents give them the tablets and all that. Do you think in the future, you're going to have a situation where there are adults with a lot of movement problems? Yeah, and, for sure, for know. sure. <laughs> even because now we're seeing uh, children or young teenagers that already mm. have these issues. Mm-hmm. So I think, that, again, the advice is get them out of the iPad, go out of the house. Mm. Uh, so play more. Uh, go out. <laughs> uh, be active. <laughs> yeah, yeah, specifically the active form of play. La. But uh, I think uh, the, the point of contention <laughs> here is that, you know, if you come to the move free because we are able to identify all these things because mm. in the rehab lab, you know, the approach that we take is a proactive approach. So mm. we want to treat these injuries before they even occur. Yeah, so yeah. You, if you can take those preemptive uh, measures, you know, 
then the movement will be better. You'll be living pain-free for the longest time because mm-hmm. you know how to identify these issues and to take steps and strategies to manage it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to be asking a testimonial right after this. Yes. But we're going to be taking a short break. This podcast probably brought to you by friends from the Rehab Lab SG. That's right. So if you want to move better, live stronger and live pain-free, follow them on their IG which is at the Rehab Lab SG mm. and enter this promo code that's Move free M-O-V-E-F-R-E-E to enjoy your special price for your movement analysis consultation as well as 30% off your sports massage. We interrupt this program to bring you... 